Um, all right, so welcome back. You are listening to Celebrate Your Faith Spirit Drive on 1160 AM Catholic Radio, The Quest in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, the number to call if you'd like to help us is 678-688-4549, And we uh, are in day one of our pledge drive. We've had lots of great guests. When we do these local pledge drives, we get to bring in great guests. And, and Father... Henry Atem is back again. He, That's right. That's right. He it's is here to, to help us again, and we are so <laughs> grateful. And he is the pastor at St. George Catholic Church. He's uh, part of the leadership team for Catholics Come Home, and he's the national president of African of the African Conference of Catholic Clergy. And we are gracious with all those jobs. Oh, my goodness. Yet you took time to be here with us. So well, thank you. It's a privilege. Thank, Thank you, you for the invitation. So we know that all good things begin with prayer. So can Absolutely. we start with a prayer? Okay, sure. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Almighty and gracious Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to be with us this afternoon, to bless us, to bless the work of our Catholic, uh, local Catholic radio, and to bless us in our faith journey especially during this holy season of Lent, as we now prepare ourselves to celebrate the Paschal mystery of your Son, Jesus Christ, to immerse ourselves in his passion, death, and resurrection. May you give us the will, the grace, and the hope that as your, your sons and daughters, we may continue to persevere in our faith. We ask all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so a few housekeeping kind of things. Um, we have this bell here. You've been okay. here before. We ring a bell for certain reasons. Okay. One is that if we get a founder, and a founder says that they will give $100 a month for 36 months, okay. or they can give one time 3600 or they can give it over three years, 1200 a year, however they want okay. to do it, however okay. they want to break it up, but $3,600, they become a founder. We will give them, as a thank you, the Echo Dot, so we will give them one of those for their own home, you get to ring the bell. Okay. And their name goes on a plaque here at the station at the that station. says that they're wow. a founder. So it all lists right. all of the different founders. Okay. So far we've had, um, let's see, we've had, I think, seven. We have Julie and Julietta and Denise and Janet and Betty and then St. Bridget's Men's Club. And then there was one more that came in after that because we just rang the bell. So I'll need to somehow get the name uh, it's probably at the bottom here, so I'll get that in just a minute. That's so a lot of pressure one. on me you're putting in. Huh? I know, I know it. I love it. Put you in the hot seat right there. You are in the All hot right. seat. Okay, so we ring the bell. We also ring the bell every time we get to a uh, mark of $10,000. And uh, Michael was the one who called in as our founder. So Michael okay. is also a founder. So woohoo, the men are stepping up to the plate. I was getting kind of worried there because it was all women. All Julie, women, Julietta, huh? Denise, Janet, and Betty. And the last two have been men, men's okay. club and then a man. Um, so we're grateful. Um, so we ring the bell for a founder. We ring the bell at every $10,000 mark. You've got your work cut out for you because Monsignor just got us over the $40,000 mark. Oh, boy. So you got a long okay. ways to get before, but you could do it. <laughs> okay. I know you can do it. I know you can. I so, think I have a few f faithful friends out there, so we'll rely on them. I That's agree. Good. I All agree. Right. Okay, so um, we ring the bell when we get to 10000 or okay. get to 50000 is where we'll be at. We ring the bell for a founder. Um, we also are giving away, do you like coffee? I, 
I drink coffee every now yeah. and then. Yeah. So we are giving away Mystic Monk coffee gift cards. Mystic okay. Monk is a coffee that's uh, roasted by monks in okay. Wyoming. And oh. they roast the beans. And I always think they probably pray for the people that will drink their coffee, too. <laughs> Absolutely. But they will give you a $15 Mystic Monk coffee gift card if okay. we can get three callers on the line all at the same time. We give each of the callers a coffee card, and we give one to you, too. To me, too. Okay. All right. So wow. that's that's Great. our housekeeping kind of thing. Okay. So let's get rolling with the interview part of it. Again, the number to call 678 688 Four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. We already have an update here. We're at forty one thousand six hundred and nine dollars. So you're rolling towards fifty thousand here. You are rolling. Oh, okay. You're well, rolling. Good. Okay. So again, we're talking with Father Henry Atem. Am I saying that That's correctly? Right. You okay. Got it right. And yep. um, so, tell us a little bit about uh, your vocation story. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'll begin by. Thanking you all once more for the uh, opportunity to invite me back to this this beautiful opportunity to share my story, but also to to be able to promote uh, some of the work you're doing here at uh, Quest Radio Station. Um, my vocation story, like many priests, I think is a story that begins as a child. Um, as a little boy, Catholic boy who grew up in Cameroon, my family was very devout. And uh, we went to church, you know, every Sunday. Uh, the church was a part of my family's life. Um, but like many young boys, we moved here right after I finished high school, and I kind of fell away from the faith. Um, again, it was when I was at the University of Georgia. I did my first couple of years at, at the North Georgia College up in Dahlonega. But when I was at University of Georgia, I ran into a Father Larry Nice. At the time, he was pastor of uh, St. Joseph's in Athens. And Father Larry... Um, came to the convenience store uh, to purchase some stuff. And as he came to the store, um, we had a, uh, an interesting conversation, and he invited me over to, to the rectory to spend some time with him and just to hang out and to talk a little bit. And when I went and had this conversation with Father Larry, it was really an eye-opening conversation. Uh, it did two things to me. Uh, the first thing it did to me was that it made me discover the necessity of having a faith life. Um, and so I, I was able to start going back to church, but also I think he presented to me through his own priesthood, um, the joy that he had in offering his life completely to God. So even as a little boy who had gone through a, a Catholic education in Cameroon and had gone to a, what we consider to be a minor seminary, we don't have those in America, but a minor seminary in Cameroon, um, I think Father Larry was really the catalyst that really brought that desire for me to become a priest to life, even mm-hmm. after I had you know, fallen away from the church for a few years. So I give him a lot of credit for that and a lot of gratitude. Wow. So, yes. Wow. Oh, that's so, wonderful. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? People love you. Well, thank God. <laughs> they, they, they do, because I am looking at this list already. And there were people who pledged before you even sat in the hot seat. My they goodness. said they wanted to go on your hour. So we've uh, been waiting all day to be able to announce that Andy and Angel okay. and Monique oh. and Robert okay. and Jeff and Karen and James and Eileen and Jim and Michelle and Shirley and Bill <laughs> and Monica and Susan and Karen and Pamela and Chris all pledged before you even before sat in the hot seat wow. in your honor. So how cool is that? It is, it is such a joy and a, a humility. 
uh, to know that you are very well loved and and that you have all the support. I have an incredible parish, incredible people, and I can't I can't emphasize enough how blessed I feel as a as a pastor of St. George. I mean, they're just wonderful people who love me, embraced me, and and they continue to show me how much they support me in 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 so many different ways. And I'm I'm grateful for what they are able to do today. So excellent. Yes. Ah, so good. And if anybody already pledged but wants to call in and tell Father a message, great. You can call in. You don't have to make a donation. I know. But the key, though, is that I need to ring this bell today, right, at some point. So so we have an hour to make it happen. All right. right, And again, you said the number is 678-688-4549, right? I love it. I love it. I so love we it. need I to ring it. this bell at some point this afternoon. So, we okay. do. That's okay. good. And you just celebrated 10 years? I okay. did. Uh, May of last year, of wow. 2018, 10th uh, wow. anniversary of my priesthood. I was one of eight, uh, eight priests who were ordained on May 31st, 2008 by Archbishop Gregory. And so we all were very blessed to celebrate our 10th anniversary last May. So it was a blessing. Uh, my family, as a gift, brought me to the to the uh, to the holy no, not the Holy Land, but to to Rome, to the Vatican. Yes. So we spent. Uh, I, I was very very blessed. I must I must share this that on the day itself, on May thirty first, two thousand and eighteen, I celebrated Mass on the tomb of Pope John Paul II for my tenth anniversary. So wow. that was such an incredible blessing. Wow. Yeah. So wow, that is it was great. That's- that's yes. that that is a blessing. <laughs> so is. tell me, what did that do for for you? You know, as a, as a priest, as a man, you know, that's got to be pretty moving to be able to well, do that. Well, you know, uh, I think my generation of priests we are called the John Paul II generation, yeah. uh, because so many of us received our inspiration into the priesthood through the way he lived out the papacy and how he stood up for for the truth in a very pastoral way. Uh, even in uh, in the midst of all the many challenges that you know the church was going through and the church was encountering, uh, and so many of us were inspired by his story and by his journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, coming uh, through uh, from Poland at a time when you know the faith was so, uh, so under such persecution, and to be steadfast, which is pretty much a very similar thing to what we're going through in the world today. You know, so he was an inspiration for so many of us. So to be able to get that opportunity to celebrate my 10th anniversary mass on top of his tomb in the in the Vatican was 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 pretty emotional it was i think i think it's been the highlight of my priesthood it yeah. really has been yeah. so yeah. i'm deeply grateful to my family for that opportunity yeah, yeah. Oh, so. so good so good all right so yeah. we are now at $41,759 you know what i love these numbers number of donors for the yes. day 77 number of founders 7 Wow. So seven gifts well, of the Holy Spirit right there. You know, seven, seven is a sacred number. It's, it's, it's a key number to the church. We have seven sacraments, you know. Uh, seven is, is, is an important number. So, yeah. But we yeah. want to go beyond it. We we're, don't want to we're stick definitely going to go beyond that. Okay, all right. So <laughs> 678-688-4549. But every one of those truly are a gift. A- they absolutely. really are a They're giving themselves. And, and, and that's exactly. very important. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. So. All right, so... Um, at St. George, I went to your website before yes. getting ready for, for this. And okay. on the homepage of the parish website, one of the first things um, that I saw was Jesus invites St. George welcomes. Yes, yes, so, that is. I got to believe that's true. I mean, look at all those people that called in for you. It's got to be a welcoming 
parish. Well, Tell us a little bit about the parish. St. George, St. George is a very welcoming parish. Um, I've been the pastor there in June. It will be seven years. Mm. And uh, I've really seen a spirit. I've seen an attitude at St. George that has been such an incredible blessing. Um, in April of last year, April 21st of last year, we celebrated uh, 80 years of the first Mass being celebrated in Coweta County. And our story as a parish community is rather unique. And it is unique in the sense that when we celebrated our 80th anniversary of the first Mass celebrated in the county, it was a celebration of the dedication of some specific families, one, one, one family in particular, but a few families that came together uh, on that the, the, the main family was called the Mansour family. Mm-hmm. And the Mansours came to Noonan, uh, established in Noonan, and they used to come to Mass up in Atlanta. There was no Catholic church around. This was in the, you know, at the turn of the century, in the, in the uh, 20s and uh, in the 30s. And then finally, uh, the patriarch of the family, Ellis Mansour, who had migrated from Lebanon, mm-hmm. um, petitioned the, uh, the, uh, the bishop at the time of the Savannah Atlanta Diocese if they could have mass in, in Noonan. And so he offered his living room for the first mass mm-hmm. in 1938. And we're so blessed because there were two parishioners at this mass who attended that first mass, wow. who came to this mass that we had at the cemetery on his on his tombstone on the tombstone of Ellis Mansour, um, but that has been the attitude of the of the uh, of that parish. And I think from those seeds that were sown by Ellis and his family, uh, even in 1938, opening their opening their house to to strangers to come in and to celebrate mass, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, a spirit that has persisted in that community. Uh, v- there's this openness to you know to the diversity that is becoming very uh, real in America today. I mean, you know, we have different so many different communities coming together, loving each other, working together, supporting each other. So Jesus invites Saint George welcomes. All we are there is that we are simply you know uh, the doorstep through which people come into God's house, and we by no means do we try to put ourselves in the way. We try to make sure that we get out of the way so that God's people will be able to have a real encounter with him, right? So that has been, a, it's been a, in a sense, the crux of our story. And we are very grateful and very blessed uh, to be a part of that, uh, you know, that, that, that beautiful and amazing story. Mm, yeah. So good. Well, we have another message for you. Talking okay. about beautiful and amazing. We have another message. And this, I think we can use the last name, but I won't because okay. I'm not positive. But okay. I will show it to you. Okay. Right. So it says, Father Henry, Alan wanted to say thank you for everything you have done. And I'll oh, show you the last that's name. Beautiful. Oh. oh, okay. All right. All right. I know him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alan. Alan's a great guy. Thank you, Alan. Great friend. Great thank friend. you, thank you, thank yes. you. And it's very so, possible that Alan made a donation. I just don't have that uh, information. That, no, that's so, right. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. And it doesn't matter. If you want to tell Father you love him, that you appreciate him, tell him something that he's done for you, if you can make a donation, great. That's but fine. But if not, give us a call. Yeah, but he right. does want to ring the bell. <laughs> I want to ring the bell. So if you can get a group together to get up to the founder, or if you can do it yourself, we want to ring the bell. We need to so, ring that bell. Come on. 678 688 Four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. You also have an adoration chapel. You go from we nine do have to an nine, Monday through That's Friday. Right. That's right. That's awesome. Um, 
adoration has become something so dear to me. And, you know, like most of the popes in the recent times have said, you know, our church is not going to survive. The world is not going to survive without adoration. And I think that adoration gives us uh, not simply a time with God in a very real and a very concrete way, but I think that it tries to sharpen our moral compass. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives us a, a sense of being grounded, grounded in something meaningful and something real. So um, this, this Lent in my parish, um, the focus is going to be on silence. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking more about silence. I'm trying to uh, encourage people to spend more time in silence because I believe that during this uh, Lenten season, uh, our world has really lost a sense of the value of silence, right? Um, I was reading an interesting study the other day, and it said the noise index in the world has multiplied more than 20,000 times in the last 10 or 15 years. Mm. So um, in order for us to be able to, to, uh, <laughs> to help our, uh, our parishioners during this Lenten season, the emphasis is, is on silence. And so um, adoration is one of the very practical ways in which we're able to uh, live out this, this call to silence, to appreciate the value of silence. So... Uh, we have adoration every Monday through Friday from 9 to 9. I never cease encouraging people, inviting people to make an effort to spend that time in adoration because, again, as I said, you know, um, it is a place where we feel grounded. I mean, we have a, a kind of a grounded relationship in Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them in the parish, I say, you know, the Mass is necessary. It is a summit, the center of our faith. We all need to come to Mass on Sundays and to participate. But Mass is a celebration of the community. Mm-hmm. There's nothing personal about the Mass, right? It is coming together as a part of God's people to affirm our faith, but also to affirm that I'm part of the body of Christ. Well, adoration is when I come as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. I try to uh, develop on a personal basis a relationship that I'm called to have with Christ. And I said that enriches and it fortifies the time that we spend with God at Mass because we need that personal uh, devotion, that personal time that helps us, you know, uh, give us uh, a more meaningful connection with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and, you know, I would really encourage all of our listeners, um, you know, 50% of our, our listeners statistically, um, not necessarily at the Quest, but across all of Catholic radio, mm-hmm. 50% of the listeners are not Catholic. Oh, okay. 25% are fallen away Catholic. Mm. 25% of us are practicing until we get Catholic. it right. You wow. know, keep wow. practicing. Interesting. So, um, so, you know, they may not understand what adoration is. So can okay. you, you know, just briefly Absolutely. tell us what it is? Well, great. Um, before I explain what adoration is, I just want to remind you that number for you to call is 678-688-4549. Um, I'm looking at this beautiful, beautiful bell in front of me. As Monsignor Hugh Merrin said, when the nuns call you back to class, they use a bell. So we need to ring that bell sometime at some point during this hour. So, and we also six, want to say thank you to Andrew who called in and, and made a pledge. Um, oh, okay. I read the whole list of the people that donated before. And Andrew also called in and made a made pledge. Made a pledge. Oh, so, awesome. awesome. Yeah, and you can give out that number again. Okay, 678-688-4549. All right. So um, back to adoration. Um, the church's uh, tradition is that, again, as I said, adoration is more of a personal time with Christ. 
So what uh, the way we set up for adoration is that we, in the church, or in the chapel, in a private place, we set up the monstrance. And the monstrance is uh, uh, beautiful equipment, uh, circular, that has uh, uh, a handle and has like a little, uh, we call it, a, uh, where we put in the luna, mm-hmm. um, where we put in the, the, the consecrated host. And we put it at the the the, uh, the uh, monstrance is built in such a way that the host is exposed, so people are able to see it because that's that's who we are adoring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is that during adoration in this monstrance, we put in the blessed sacrament, which is a consecrated host. We set it up on the altar, and people have a chance to come in silence, in a personal way, uh, spend time with with Christ in that uh, in that environment. So. Um, Adoration is one of those practices and devotions that the church has had for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and again, as I said, you know, it is, I think, that going to be one of the saving graces of the church, especially in, in our day and age. Yes. So, yeah. I agreed. Oh, okay. and, and, you know, we talk about silence, and I want to talk about that some more because it is such a, a needed thing in our world today. But before we talk about silence, we've got to give a shout out to okay. you. Okay. So this is from The Crazy Blonde. Oh, I know who that is. You know who that is. And she says, shout out to tell Father that I absolutely love coming to St. George and uh, loves him as a pastor. So from the crazy blonde, blonde. that's awesome. That is awesome. (laughs) So tell us about uh, silence. So one way is to to really spend time with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. What are some other ways? That, that we can really build silence into our lives that are so filled with with uh, cell phones and yeah. TVs and oh my goodness I know you know and that's that's interesting as I said you know the noise index in our world has just escalated mm-hmm. but I think that before we even understand the different ways in which we are able to bring ourselves to silence I think it's important for us to understand the value of silence mm-hmm. okay why is silence silence so important I mean why do we need that you know. Um, Based on our nature, we are, uh, you know, the human person is kind of an output-based creature. So we like to do things. We, you know, we evaluate ourselves based on our output, you know, whether it's what we say, whether it's what we do, and things like that, right? Um, but in order for us to put anything out, we have to take something in, mm-hmm. if, if, you know. In, in accounting, we used to say, you know, uh, talking about mer- merchandise, we talk about, you know, the process of bringing in and, and, and shipping out, right? So we as human beings, we too have to go through that same process, that for my output to be meaningful, the input too has to be meaningful, right? Mm-hmm. But for you to go through that whole process where input and output is meaningful, there has to be an environment which is like a processing environment. There has to be some kind of a processing of your input so that it, the output too becomes meaningful. That's why silence becomes important because silence is that kind of an environment that helps you to process the, the, the stuff that comes into your life, right? Whether it is through relationships, whether it is through study, whether it is just from, from the world in general. But you need that kind of, uh, uh, kind of an environment to process what comes in. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we think about the fact that silence, and again, it's this uh, environment that helps us to be able to enrich or um, to 
based on the, the nature, the, the fact that we have to always, you know, the output-based nature, um, it's important that, first of all, I mean, adoration is a good way of doing that, being in, in, in the presence of our blessed Lord, uh, because in that environment, there are two things that are there. You are there, God is there, and there's no better uh, environment for you to be in silence, you know, than in the presence of our blessed Lord. But I think that generally, you know, generally we have to intentionally try to be quiet, you know, try to find time in silence. So it could sometimes even be in your home. You do not have to come to church to look for that, uh, you know, to be able to look for that uh, silence that is necessary, right? It could be somewhere in the home. Uh, try to find that place, that special place where you, you're able to go sit in a corner and just be quiet. But we need that to process our thoughts. We need that to process, you know, uh, the things going through our hearts, right? I mean, it, you just cannot simply continue to do without some time for you to reflect on what you are doing, right? It is that reflection that really adds meaning and adds purpose mm -hmm. to all that we are called to do. So uh, silence, especially in this day and age, is of great value because it helps us, gives us an environment where we're able to process and we're able to uh, recollect so that we're so our meaningful our output in life is meaningful and is necessary. Okay. So as we continue the interview, again, I just want to give you all the number here to call us 678-688-4549. And I, you know, I want to take this opportunity also to thank all those who have been sending me wonderful messages. I just want to tell all the people of St. George uh, how incredibly grateful I am as, as uh, you know, as a pastor down there. I mean, I've, felt truly blessed uh, by all you continue to do for, for me and for the church and for the parish, uh, but also thanking in a special way all those who have been able to make a commitment to Catholic Radio. You know, and um, we, we are in a time when evangelization is critical, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we, you know, Archbishop Fulton Sheen always said uh, there is uh, millions of people would dislike what they perceive of the Catholic mm -hmm. Church. There's mm -hmm. only not up to 100 people who truly dislike the Catholic Church, right? Mm -hmm. So we live in an age of misinformation or miscommunication. So, and evangelization at its core is communicating the message of the good news, right? And at a time when, you know, uh, print media is not something very attractive mm -hmm. to the, you know, to the younger generation, I think that the work that you all are doing here at Quest Radio is so critical mm -hmm. to helping this local church, you know, and trying to make sure that we bring the good news of Christ to uh, to all those that are listening to us. So I really am grateful for all you all are doing here. And, and you know, I'm, I feel very privileged to be invited and to support this effort. Okay, And, and we are privileged to have you here. I can yes. tell you that. You were on last time, you are on this time, and <laughs> it is truly a, a privilege. And the people love you. We have some more messages okay. for you, so well, that's, that's awesome. Good. So from Sal and Ann. Oh, uh, Sal and Ann. Sal and Ann yes. says uh, to Father Henry, we love him and appreciate him. Oh, thank you. Isn't that thank cool? You. I love that's that. <laughs> now this one's pretty special. Um, says that this person appreciates what he does for the family and the community, and um, ask for prayers for the late cousin George. Okay. And it's from Father Henry's brother, Edwin. Oh, Edwin. Yeah. Oh, Does that's he live great. here? Yeah, or, he lives okay. in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, he lives right. in Atlanta. He just had a baby, too. Oh, excellent. They had a baby on February 1st. So yeah. Edwin now is, uh, is a young father. 
and awesome. taking the responsibilities of fatherhood very seriously. Ah, that's and his awesome. wife Georgette, they are doing a, an incredible job, you very, know, as very parents. Good. So, ah, yeah. so good. So can we pray for that prayer intention? Yes, we can. I, I'll let you see it. I, okay. Yeah, I oh yeah, we just lost our cousin George. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. So we're gonna pray for him. All right. Okay. All right. Um, we uh, come now and uh, in faith, and we present uh, George and his peaceful repose to Almighty God. We ask that God will uh, grant him forgiveness of his sins and that God will grant him a place in his kingdom of light and peace. And we pray in a special way for the entire family as we continue to grieve his loss, that we too shall be able to experience God's consolation, God's, God's peace, and God's hope, and that his family that he left behind, his wife and his children, uh, will continue to experience the healing uh, power of God who is always present, especially through his cross, to, to all the moments of difficulties and pains in our lives. Mm. We ask all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You know, I need to give a shout out to my brother Edwin again. I mean, we are soccer fans. So he's, uh, we support a team in, in England called Arsenal. Okay. So, so he's going to understand that when he hears this, <laughs> and he will appreciate that. Okay, all right. So, Arsenal soccer Arsenal, team. That's right. Okay, all right. So, so thank you. Thank, thank you to you. Edwin who called in, and thank you to everyone who's called in. For Father, we are now, and called in period, we are now yeah. at $41,959 so okay. far for today. That's great. So, we are just, um, what would that be? $8,041 away, away from ringing the bell okay. or a founder or okay. two founders uh, would almost get us there and we'd ring it three times when three we times. got over the top. So That's come great. on, let's, right. let's just keep on coming. Don't we make got a me few do more math. minutes. Right. We got a few more minutes. Yeah, so I think we'll make it. We do. We we have we have uh, about 27 minutes. Yeah. So come on, keep the calls coming. Um, number to call is 678 688 Four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. We have a potential 3.1 million listeners at any given moment. Absolutely. So we have, you know, you were talking about it, such a, a great evangelization tool. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything that could go out to as many people for as little amount of money as we have with, with Catholic Radio. That's it was, wonderful. you were talking about John Paul II. Yes. It was John Paul II who said, you know, the Saint, Saint John Paul II who said, um, if Saint Paul were alive today, He'd be on Catholic He'd be Radio. On Catholic Radio, yeah. right? <laughs> it's true. I mean, I, I think it's great. So, I agree with that. Um, I do too. <laughs> I Absolutely. Do. Yes. Okay, so number again, 678-688-4549. We're talking with Father Henry Atem. He's the pastor at St. George Catholic Church. You know, I'd love to keep talking about silence, but I also want to give you opportunity to talk about Catholics come home, mm-hmm. and also um, the the you're the national president for the African Conference of Catholic Clergy. So, which one would you like to talk about next? We could talk about Catholics come home. All right. Yes. Let's so, do it. Well, um, yeah, Catholics come home, and this is uh, like Quest Radio is also um, a media uh, institution that tries to promote the pro life cause of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, they, they welcome Catholics back, but they have a, a, a another section to it, Virtue Media, which promotes the pro-life cause of the church. But Catholics Come Home um, is this um, media effort that was started by Tom Peterson, and Tom lives in the area. And uh, Tom, as uh, as a marketing uh, marketing executive, has an incredible 
understanding of the uh, power of uh, commercialization. And um, so Tom decided to put together this effort, which um, I think that has been very fruitful, not only for our local church, but around the nation and, and in many parts of the world, which is simply just extending an invitation to Catholics who have fallen away, but also to those who are interested in becoming Catholics, right? That uh, it's a chance for them to just give it a thought, learn about the faith. As I said, you know, Archbishop Fulton Shin said, there's not a hundred people who truly dislike the Catholic Church, but there's millions of people who dislike what they perceive of the Catholic Church, what, the, what that perception. And so I think Catholics Come Home offers people a, say, a very less confrontational environment where they're able to learn more about the Catholic faith. Uh, they're able to go to the Catholics Come Home website, find out resources, uh, hear stories of people who have actually gone through a similar journey of faith like them. Mm-hmm. And and they're able to make those incredible connections. And then with that, they're able to look for a local church. They're able to you know belong to a specific community of faith. And then they're able to grow and flourish in that way. So... Tom invited me a few years ago to serve on the board, and uh, our responsibilities on the board is very simple. When because I'm like a theological on the theological advisory board, and so he'll send us information about things he has to put out to make sure that he's in line with church's teachings and things like that. So it's also been a very fruitful ministry being able to help in an effort like that. Excellent, yeah. mm-hmm. excellent. And so give the website so if our listeners uh, want to find it. It's www.catholicscomehome.org, O-R-G. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, excellent. Yeah. All right, and, you know, you can also Google it. That's what I do. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Just Google it, Google, <laughs> Google it. it. Google right. solves all problems. It does, <laughs> I'm telling you. I, w- I don't know what I'd do for these pledge drives if I didn't have Google. Have Google so, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we so. only have about... Uh, 20 minutes or 20 so minutes with you. Right. Um, a little bit more than 20, maybe 25 minutes. Okay. Um, so what would you like to, to talk about? Because there's so many things that I want to cover, yeah. but I want to make sure we cover the things that are most important, important to you. To me. Okay. I'll talk about a couple of things. I think the first one I'll talk about is the uh, African Conference of Catholic Clergy and Religious that I've been heading for the last uh, five years. Um it's uh, the uh, we call it the uh, the uh, acronym for it is ACRUS, which is African Conference of Catholic Clergy and Religious in the U.S. And this year we shall be hosting our annual convention here in Atlanta. So mm. that will be July twenty fourth to the twenty seventh. And I think I'm going to ask for a slot at some point to come back and advertise that. So sure, <laughs> okay. you know they do do well. I th- I think they do public service announcements oh, so, here. Okay, so you okay, could, so you we'll could be able to that. do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but uh, this organization uh, or the conference brings together African priests and religious uh, who were so priests and religious who were born in Africa, mm-hmm. who uh, uh, who minister now in the United States, who live and work in the United States, and we come together to um, you know to try to explore some of the uh, possible challenges that we have in the uh, cross cultural environment here in America. Mm-hmm. So we come together to discuss some of those issues that are pertinent to us, uh, but also to talk about, you know, some of the uh, solutions or some of the ways that together as a, as a conference, as a body, that we're able to deal with some of those challenges and make our vocations and our lives, you know, more relevant to the people that we are called to serve. 
we we do recognize that America, being uh, as diverse of a place as it is, that uh, we too we we kind of need to we 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 have a unique uh, perspective based on where we come from, but also based on the reality where we are ministering right now. So the conference helps us to have those conversations to invite local bishops or speakers to give us a better understanding of the of the current landscape uh and but also to give us a chance to be able to uh participate in a more effective way in ministry so so that's pretty much the main goal of the uh, African Conference of Catholic Clergy and Religious of course because we all come together with a very similar culture and a very similar background uh, there's also the opportunity we socialize and and it's a good it's a great tool for us to be able to be you know among uh, fellow brothers and sisters from the continent so uh, that's pretty much principally the work we are doing uh, this year we have the uh, as I said we have the convention here in Atlanta July 24 to the 27th and this year we're extremely blessed because our own Archbishop Archbishop Walton Gregory is going to mm. be there mm. uh, he's going to be one of the principal speakers. But also this year, uh, for the first time, we're having the Apostolic Nuncio mm. come to the convention. So he's also going to be one of our speakers at the convention. So uh, it gives us the visibility that we need. So at the level of the Bishop's Conference, uh, we're able to uh, get some more visibility and we're able to make a connection at that level so that when we too are struggling to, um, in a sense, to find our voice and to and to live out our priesthood and and uh, and the nuns trying to live out their religious vocation in a meaningful way, that we we recognize that we have the support also of the episcopacy, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. so this year is a very special year for us. Yeah, and you so. guys get to do all the work. Well, we get to do all the work. Yeah, here in Atlanta, so yeah, a yeah, few yeah. priests and nuns here in Atlanta. We're all working together to bring this to fruition. So, yeah. yeah and that's actually working. a blessing to it bring is. all of you together to work together. Yes, it is a yeah. blessing. So, so, we'll so help us to know. I'm going to I'm going to ask you the question, then I'm going to give out the number, and then we'll come back to the answer. Okay. So, help us to know what some of the challenges that you face are. Okay. And also maybe some ways that us as I mean, your people love you. Yes. Um, and all of us love our priests. Yes. So, what are some ways that we can help in those challenges? I'll give oh. out the number and then I'll let you answer. Okay. Number Absolutely. to call 678-688-4549. 678-688-4549. Come on, let's get the phone lines ringing off the hook. Okay. We have not had a phone call for a while. We're still at $41,959. We want to ring the bell and we only have about 15 more 15 minutes, minutes to do it. Come all on, right. let's do it. We can do it. Okay. I know we can. <laughs> I know we can. Look at all the wonderful people. Of course, a lot of people gave for you before you ever before sat in the hot seat. You know, I must apologize. Uh, I picked a very difficult hour. You so, did. Yeah, coming at 4 o'clock. Most of my friends at work, um, some of them just had lunch and they're taking naps. So it's kind of hard for them to. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are not able to tune in right now. So. I think that even after this uh, interview, I think that some of them will continue calling and, and making their pledges. So I encourage you, even if you can't make a pledge right now, please do not lose the number, 678-688-4549. And you could still call at some point uh, today to make your pledge. Every penny counts because uh-huh. the work that it, you guys are doing here at, the, uh, at Quest is, as I said, is vital for uh, evangelization here in our local church. 
So Excellent. Well, okay. we have a couple more messages here okay. for you. Roland wants to acknowledge Father Henry um, for being his shepherd, being oh, their shepherd beautiful. at the church. And um, says... Um, Catholic communities are so important in these times of ne- negativity. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Catholic communication. Oh, Catholic communication. So I didn't read that correctly. That's, that's so sorry okay. Sorry about that. All right. And this one's pretty special here. Okay. okay. Father Henry's mother says. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, knew, it. I knew mama was going to figure me out. <laughs> ah, so good she says to tell father henry that he is a good son oh uh, she is blessed to have him and to also pray for older sister who passed away 10 years ago oh yeah her older and, sister yeah. and it says dr kumba yeah dr kumba yeah okay pauline kumba my mom's uh, older sister okay yeah you know i keep telling my brothers that i'm my parents favorite child they don't they, i'm happy you read that i, I didn't read it so yeah. I think now they know that I'm the favorite child of the family. So yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I agree. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got to pray for, for Dr. Kumba. <laughs> Dr. Kumba, yes. We'll do that. We'll do that before we end the show. Okay. okay. We just right. don't forget because I will. No, I will not I forget will that. I will not forget, forget that. that. Okay. And we are so, at $42,009. So, okay, forty two nine. Yeah. Okay, good. We're making progress. Six we seven are. eight six eight eight four five four nine. I have about 15 more minutes, so we need to make it happen. Yep. So you had asked me about uh, what we could do to help the, uh, you know, the uh, challenges that the African priests and religious have in the U.S. Well, um, I think that's a very, it's a very tricky thing, uh, given, again, the diversity that we have in America. Because I think for as long as I've been, uh, been a part of this conference, uh, almost everywhere you go or in most of the conversations we have, especially as I've been part of the leadership team for some time, is people always want to find out, you know, racial tensions. Are those the issues you guys have? And and how do you all deal with racism and things like that? And uh, and a few of the bishops, sometimes even, well, not only the bishops, a lot of people, but some of the bishops that uh, for the time that we've been working on this have been involved in it. Uh, you know, there's always somehow trying to make this effort to make a connection between us and the African-American experience. What can we do to uh, uh, incorporate more black Catholics into the church and things like that? And I think that the African conference, uh, as African priests and religious, we have different challenges, you know, uh, because we're primarily immigrants. So we have, the first challenge we have is the immigrant challenge. It's not so much of a racial challenge, but an immigrant challenge, mm-hmm. which is like every immigrant community. It is the process of enculturating, becoming uh, part of the, you know, of the receiving community. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of us, that's, that's a challenge that we have. And, you know, as you see from some of the messages and some of the uh, phone calls, I've been very blessed, incredibly blessed, even being as a foreigner, that in the communities I've worked at, I've felt always very loved, very accepted, very welcomed, and and everything else. But with that said, I mean, there's the again the the challenge of con- the continuing in the process of enculturation. Mm-hmm. I think that's where most uh, African priests and nuns have uh, have a challenge. So sometimes uh, you could feel rejected because maybe in a homily you do not give. You do not use examples that are relatable, that are, you know, that are relevant. You do not use examples that make sense to the people. Or sometimes they don't even understand what you're saying. You know, you have a, 
uh, very thick accent. Like I, like I was telling my Irish accent, you know, mm-hmm. you have a, mm-hmm. you have a, you know, you have a, a thick accent, and sometimes they don't understand what you're saying. So um, sometimes it could just be, uh, as I said, uh, your message doesn't really speak to your audience because they are coming from a different place and you're coming from a different place, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that the immigrant challenge is really the primary challenge that we have. Is race a challenge? I mean, race is a challenge, but it's a challenge everywhere you go. Um, but our primary challenge, I think, that is the uh, is the immigrant challenge. And and if there's any, I guess, request I have or any, uh, uh, you know, any uh, uh, indulgence, I'm going to beg is just to continue to be patient. You know, with the African uh, and priest and religious, they, they they intend to do well. They intend to serve with their whole hearts. They intend to do exactly what the church wants them to do, you know. So sometimes they may find themselves in a position where even the the host community is very foreign to them, right? Um, but you know, that's just the uh, I guess is the nature of the immigration situation. I mean, you know, when you once you're you're new in an environment, it takes a while for you to learn the ropes in that environment, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that, I think that's, 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 the, that's the main challenge we have. I think it's just, just the story of any immigrant community, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And we have people praying for us and, and you know, supporting us through, through it all. So. You certainly do, because we have yes. another message for you. Oh, okay. Marianne, Marianne and Mike says, we love Father Henry at St. George, and we love Catholic Radio. Oh, so wonderful. it's a win-win there. Wonderful. That's right. All right. That's right. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We are now at $42,309. $42,309. We have had 84 donors and seven founders so far for the day and we are grateful we are absolutely grateful how cool would it be if we can break fifty thousand dollars before father leaves the hot seat oh that's right that would be awesome (laughs) wouldn't it but we got to get on the phone really quick you know a couple founders would do it i know a couple founders and we would be really close so come on can you give a hundred dollars a month and we would ring it a whole lot of times oh that's right yeah come on Uh, so the number to call six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine and uh, if you can't call now you can always give online at thequestatlanta.com thequestatlanta.com there were a whole lot of people that gave before you ever sat down in the hot seat and uh, i think probably a lot of them came from the questatlanta.com don- yeah. donations that's they're probably good. working and they wanted to make sure that they they, they gave they in your in. honor that's yes. right that's so, wonderful so that's really it is awesome what an what a great thing and you know what people can stream it i i've done a pledge drive once where we had somebody call in from a communist country And they said, I won't tell you who I am or where I'm from. We were doing a matching pledge at the time. They Mm -hmm. wanted their donation to count towards the match. And they said, uh, I will send you the money, but I can't tell you anything because I would be persecuted if I was caught listening. And the Uh, money came. Isn't that something? It is. I mean, the the impact and the the ability to reach out through Catholic Radio, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. Absolutely. You know, one thing which, I mean, and I think I'd like all the uh, listeners to know this, is being down in Newnan, we do not have access. I think the, uh, we're out of the radius mm. of, your, of, your, of the station. So I encourage some of my friends to go to their computers and listen to the computer mm. on the website. Um, but, you know, 
if we had more money, I think that you guys would be able to reach out as far, far, far as Newton. Yeah. So I think it's important that we all support the effort of Quest Radio because we all in every part of the world, we need to listen to the good news, right? Okay, Absolutely. that number is 678-688-4549. And just to piggyback on that, we can't actually improve AM 1160 because yes. it's the biggest possible AM station that that's out there. Oh, so, wow. But we could get things like translators mm-hmm. or um, another, you know, another station. A translator would piggyback the AM signal onto an FM okay. and it would give you 24-7 coverage, which oh, would be awesome. So there are ways that they can do it, but the actual signal with AM 1160 can't be improved. Can be There's only yeah. five to seven Catholic radio stations in mm. all of the United States that wow. have that strong of a signal, and one of them's right it's, here it's in Atlanta. Right here. Wow, yeah. that's wonderful. So it's pretty awesome. That's and wonderful. another message here we go um, says um, from Andy and Angel, and they they donated. They were on the ones that donated earlier. Okay. Um, it says they appreciate Father Henry's vocation and are so grateful to be part of St. George. Father Henry says a beautiful mass and a great homily. Uh. If anyone can can. Get to attend Mass at St. George. They should. It's a beautiful experience. And they have a prayer request uh, for souls in purgatory. Oh, so we'll absolutely. Add we'll add to, that to our prayer request. To the other one. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you that. All right. This one, Thank too. You. We want to make sure we include that at the end. Absolutely. So we only have about seven more minutes, seven and that includes minutes. our prayer okay. request time and okay. our blessing. Mm-hmm. So what else would you like for, for us to, to know? Well, um, um, I think that... Um, uh, now we are in the we're in the season of Lent, mm-hmm. and I think um, you know on Ash Wednesday I was sharing with the people in the parish that Lent is a time when the church recognizes that we are all called to holiness, uh, or we are all called to love. You know, we're called to all those uh, great and uh, important things to do in our lives. But that sometimes the issue is just a lack of concreteness, right? So we know what we have to do, but how do we do it? You know. So Lent is a time when we're we're called to, in a sense, concretize, you know, the commandments of God, right? Command to love and and uh, and all the different uh, the different invitations that God calls us to holiness. So I'm just going to encourage everyone listening that during this uh, season of Lent, uh, there should be a real emphasis on prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not simply uh, a catchphrase that Jesus used in the gospel, you know, when he he told the apostles, you know, do not pray like the pagans or, you know, do not give alms like the pagans or, uh, you know, do not fast like the pagans who try to make a uh, visible show of what they're doing, right? But I think that, again, going to the whole concept of the fact that we are uh, output-based creatures, right, that we uh, we value our, our, our self-worth and our self-values based on, you know, this constant sense of productivity that uh, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are very concrete, very real, and very tangible ways in which uh, we're, we're able to stay connected, you mm-hmm. know, to the very person of Jesus Christ. And we're able to live out uh, voc- uh, different vocations as, as, as uh, men and women called to be, you know, his brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So during this Lenten season, it's just my... Uh, you know, invitation that people should take those three disciplines of Lent rather seriously and really do the best they can to apply themselves to it. And um, I think the last thing I'll say about Lent, uh, something which is so dear to me, are the Stations of the Cross. Mm. You know, um, 
I think that again, you know, at St. George, I was talking to one of my, my deacon who was in charge of faith formation, that for the faith formation for the kids, I want them to do Stations of the Cross, you know, every time they have faith formation. Because I think that uh, we're losing we're losing some of this valuable devotions that the church has, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Stations of the Cross. You know, you walk into a church on Fridays and people are more concerned about the fish they're going to eat than, you know, walking the Stations with Christ. So, um, but the Stations of the Cross, I think that it is a very... Uh, powerful devotional that we have as a church, which brings to, you know, brings in a very, again, a very tangible and a very real way that journey that our Lord Jesus Christ walked, you know, from Pilate's court all the way up to Calvary. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage people, you know, going back to my own background in Cameroon, uh, we used to have Stations of the Cross every day. Mm -hmm. And in almost in every local church, Stations of the Cross every day. Wow. And in most of the local churches, it used to be twice a day. So there was 5 a.m. in the 5 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m. 5 p.m. in the evening, right? Wow. And you go into the churches, and it was 300 people there, hmm. you know, walking the stations of the cross, you know. And I just it's somewhat discouraging for me when I come and I see uh, how you know detached uh, people are from from the stations. But I think that it is such a powerful and a meaningful devotion. That if we all could incorporate uh, uh, during this Lenten season, I think that it makes Lent, it gives Lent the kind of a uh, uh, uniqueness that the church intends for us to have during the Lenten season. So, mm. yeah, mm. beautiful. And talking about one of those differences that, as you know, as as African immigrants, we have as you as an African priest, you walk into a church and you're used to seeing a couple of hundred people at Stations of the Cross. You walk into a church and it's like. 20 people there for stations, you know, and only on Friday, once a week, you know, you, you get a little discouraged about that, right? So, mm-hmm. but we've added some times to St. George. We also have it on Wednesdays mm-hmm. in addition to Fridays, and we have it three different times on Fridays, two, uh, twice in English and one time in Spanish. Wow. So it is very accessible to people. Yeah. And I have an incredible team of deacons who help with me together. We all in conjunction help to organize that. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, for all yeah. of our listeners out there that are not Catholic, I would really encourage you to go online and type in Stations of the Cross, cross. maybe Stations of the Cross Catholic, uh, Mm -hmm. make sure you get get the right Stations of the Cross. But it really is truly a a beautiful, um, um, I don't know what the word is, devotion, devotion, you know, that really brings to mind just what it says, the the steps that Christ took on his way to Calvary, on the way Absolutely. to where he gave up his life for Absolutely. us. And, Absolutely. And so Catholic, non-Catholic, it does not matter. It is really a beautiful devotion with beautiful prayers that go along with it and, and meditations that really bring to, mind, bring to mind the suffering right. that, that Christ endured for us and That's for right. our sins. Right. You and, know, like our Lord Jesus Christ himself said in the gospel, you know, take up your cross and follow me. Yeah. You know, the stations of the cross try to form our hearts, you yeah. know, so that that command uh, is really brought to life. So it is something which I truly encourage people to Catholics, non-Catholics, um, go participate in the stations. It will be something meaningful for you. And we only have one minute to okay. say our prayers, but we have one more message with warmest regards from Tim and Mary Claire. Oh, beautiful. Okay, yeah. I know them wonderful people. And I will kneel down yes. to get your blessing as okay. well as the, the sure. prayer requests. All right, so we have two prayer requests here. My mom's uh, older sister, Dr. Paulina Kumba, who died 10 years ago, and also from Andy and Angel, who have asked for a request for all the souls in purgatory. And now we shall place all these intentions in the 
in the hands of Almighty God. We ask him that through his power, through his providence, through his grace and his mercy, that he will extend his blessing upon my aunt, uh, Paulina Kumba, and upon all the souls in purgatory, that they will experience God's love and God's mercy, and that someday we, like them, will be able to share eternal life with God in heaven. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank well, you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all to all those who supported me. And I'm going to get off the air here in a second, but we have to continue supporting Catholic Radio, right? Okay, so the number to call is 678-688-4549. Excellent, I excellent. get off the air, but the call continues. And we will be back after the break with Father Kevin Peake, so stay tuned. 